Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today for our next episode of Mixed Messages with Jeff Bogue. My name is Joe Caruso, and I'll be our host as we dig into today's topic. What seems from news sources to comedians, from friends to advertisements, it seems everyone has an idea of how we should think and how we should live and how we should make decisions. And when even the experts sound convincing, but they disagree, well, how do we cut through that noise? And when information overload leaves us frustrated, how do we sift through it all and choose what governs our lives? Our leadership here at Grace has been processing and praying about these things, and we want to offer a resource to navigate some of today's most pressing topics and questions. Jeff? Yes. How we doing, buddy? Good. How are you? I love how life works right now, because if you are listening to a podcast right now, you have no idea what our YouTube watchers know right now, which was Jeff was just checking his phone before That's uh, right. I was. said hello. <laughs> don't, and don't even ask so, me what I was checking yeah. it for. <laughs> Hello on YouTube. Hello. Uh, we see you. uh, <laughs> that's actually one of my favorite things about watching some of the, um, like I like, uh, it used to be Mike and Mike in the morning and then it was all these different things. Like, yeah. they're, they're just filming a radio show, but you see them f- fidgeting with things. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. I like that a lot. That show's never been the same since Mike left. I agree. Yeah. yeah. And, and then it's definitely not the same since the other Mike left. So, um, but anyway, here we are. <laughs> What's today's topic? Um, Jeff, this is something that we're passionate about here at a church, at our church, but um, boy, we hear all kinds of opinions and pathways for people that kind of buck against this a little bit. And the question is, are we really supposed to evangelize? There's there's a lot of stigma around that. There's a lot of you be you and you do you type of language out yep. there. Are we really supposed to proselytize uh, our faith? Yes. All right. Thanks for watching today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent, you know, a hundred percent. And uh, I I think there there's two elements to this conversation. One is whether we're supposed to do it or not, which is crystal clear in Scripture. The big issue that we're probably really talking about is how do we do that, yeah. you know? So, but when you, I, it's funny, just this morning I was reading from the book of Acts, and uh, after the day of Pentecost, the church started to, uh, went into a period of persecution, and uh, the 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 new follow- so three thousand people accepted Jesus at the at the at the day of Pentecost. Persecution came on to the church. The Bible says they left except the apostles stayed in Jerusalem. And so um, and then the Bible says and wherever they were they preached Christ. So uh, from day one of the church, the individual follower of Christ and the corporate church has been tasked with being a intentional proclaimer of the hope and the love and the salvation of Jesus Christ. Yeah, that sounds pretty awesome. And it's funny because when I look you in the eye right now, I know where we stand on this, and it does continue to feel like, well, okay, that's the end of the conversation. Yeah, yeah. it's a no-brainer. <laughs> it is a no-brainer for us, uh, for sure. But like, Jeff, there's there's all kinds of evangelism, and I think the lots of folks are kind of wondering, are we supposed to go, you know, stand at the street corner of a big sporting event and yell at people through microphones yeah. and, and hand out pamphlets? Are we supposed to not leave tips to waitresses, uh, but instead leave behind little booklets that point people to Jesus, you know? And I think that that kind of stuff rubs people wrong. Um, and, and why do you think that that type of messaging, um, like what's happening in those people's minds? Like why are they doing those things that rub us wrong? So, so this is what I would say. It's funny. I think when it comes to evangelism, ready? 
you do you, baby. Like Ooh. that's what I think. Like I, I think evangelism, personal evangelism, has to be authentic. Mm. And so I have a friend. Uh, his name's Ed Lewis. I have an immense amount of respect and appreciation for him. Every time I've had dinner with him at a restaurant, he has found out the waitress's name and then asked if he could pray for her specifically. We then pray for her. It seems like by the end of the meal, she has accepted Jesus as her Savior. I've been in one of those meetings with him, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but if you if you know, that's Ed. Yep. Right? So, like, he's being her. And there's something about the fact, there's something about his personality that that is rarely offensive to someone. Mm-hmm. That's not me. Sure. Right? And so, like, it wouldn't work for me. My my style with the waitress, uh, the <laughs> metaphorical waitress, is I go to the same restaurant, and I'm a really good tipper. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they they see me pray or pray with my friends, or if we're in town, you know, they may even uh, recognize me or something like that. But I'm like, I want them to know I love Jesus, and I actually care that you make a living from this job. Yep. And especially through COVID, I like just tip as much as I can because mm-hmm. they they got killed, sure. you know, in, in this whole thing. So that's me, mm-hmm. right? And if I tried to be Ed, that would be weird. If Ed tried to be me, it would be weird. I have a f- another friend, Nathan Wells. Um, a guy called a wrong number one time. Nathan picked up the phone got into a conversation with him and led him to Jesus. Yeah. Right? That's not me, but that's <laughs> Nathan. Like yep. like so it, it's it's you be you a little bit and I and I think what uh what people often get nervous about is that evangelism has to look a certain way mm. or proceed at a certain pace mm. or be done with a certain numerical volume. So I think I think some people are really good at long-term, deep uh, relationships. Uh, mm-hmm. My wife Heidi, I think, actually is one of those people. She blows me away with uh, how she'll get involved in the life of somebody. She'll love them. She'll understand them. She'll enter their world. And if you look around Heidi's like orbit. All of these people have accepted Jesus. And it's like, did she lead him to Christ? Maybe. Did that other person that Heidi facilitate? Yeah. Uh, like, But I'm like, how did all that happen? I'm like, I don't know. Heidi was being Heidi, and somehow there's all this spiritual fruit that re- <laughs> that resulted from it, you know? Yeah. And, and, um, and I'm really, really, like, proud of her, obviously, and I'm really, really grateful. Like she's she's doing her thing, yeah. And it works for her, but she loves those people, and they know that you. If you love someone, they know that, and they know that. Now, me, I'm uh, I'm going to uh, I'm often in conversations where I'm thinking through something with someone. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, have you thought of this? Or what about this? And, and that's, that's me. Like I'm, I'm like, well, let's consider something different. Or here's a part of Jesus you didn't understand. It, it would come out, if you come to grace, it would come out my teaching a lot. Sure. And so people would say, Jeff, when you explain things from the Bible, it makes sense to me. Well, that's me being me. 
you know, and, and, but I love that person and I want them to know Jesus. We could go on and on and on. You got your ways, yep. you know, and, and et cetera. But the point is, biblically, there is no place for passivity mm-hmm. with evangelism. Right. But you don't have to be me and you don't have to be Ed and you don't have to be Heidi and you don't have to be Joe. But you cannot, as a Christ follower, say that you love a neighbor and not care for their soul. Mm-hmm. And I think that is probably what usually concerns me the most in someone's life. I'm like, I've worked with this person for 10 years. Are they, are, I'm dating a person. <laughs> are they a Christ follower? I don't know. We haven't talked about it. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, you say that you love or care for someone and you don't know anything about their spiritual life. Well, it's private. It's the most critical thing in their life. Yep. <clears throat> right? So that passivity, no place in Scripture for sure. it. How you do it, God wired you to do it your way. And what I found, like with Ed or Heidi or <clears throat> um, other people that I love, I'm like, when they're doing their thing, God blesses it in great ways. When they try to do my thing, it doesn't work the same mm-hmm. way because it's not them. Sure. Jeff, you actually said something in a meeting recently here with our staff where you talked about, like, how do we start these conversations? Like, what topic do we begin with? Do we just walk up to someone and kind of no matter what your style is, it's like, do you just say, hey, you stink at life. You're a sinner. This is bad. You're terrible. Fix this. Or do you start with like that God loves you and is desiring to have a relationship with you? That seems to be at least semi-universal. Talk talk a little bit about that. What does it mean to not necessarily start with sin, but start with the gospel? So the gospel, the gospel is good news. It's Mm -hmm. literally what the word means, right? So Good. The gospel does not start with our sin. The gospel starts with God's love. And when I'm evangelizing, I'm communicating the love of Christ first. And that love of Christ communicates through my words, and then it also communicates through my life. And when I say you be you, like, I don't know, somehow Ed Lewis, those those. Wait, the, the, that wait staff feels like loved by him. I, I don't even know how it happens. Um, f- for sure with Heidi, like people feel loved. They feel loved by her and she creates loving environments. It, it's, it's the highlight of their week to be in that environment. I'm like, that's all, that's her mm-hmm. and, and, the, and the people that you know surround her in her orbit um, because she would say that not all credit would go to her. But, you know, so I think that's huge. Like it starts with, good news. The gospel doesn't start with, here's a sinner and here's the 15 ways that you've sinned. It starts with, God loves you and he came to rescue you and pay a ransom for you. And his love for you is overwhelming. And he actually didn't come to condemn you. He came to save you, that Mm -hmm. the world through him might be saved. We don't talk about that enough. Mm -hmm. God's not out to get you. He would have got you. Dealing with my sin in view of his mercy, I offer myself as a living sacrifice, right? So dealing with my sin is a response to God's love. It's not a response to his condemnation. Uh But somehow, as Christ followers, we often 
communicate condemnation first. And we might say, well, Jeff, I don't know if that's true. And I'd be like, what's the world think about the church? <laughs> they think they think we hate them, mm-hmm. right? And, and so I'm like, so it, that ha- maybe it's not always true of you, but somehow, like in general, we, we've flipped this thing around somehow. So when I communicate love, if I, you know, we, we talk about evangelism sometimes, like we walk up to a stranger. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, first of all, I, I've rarely led somebody to Christ that way. The Bible says that there is a gift of evangelism. And I think people like Ed and Nathan and others have that gift mm-hmm. that they can walk up to a stranger or encounter a stranger and God spiritually has empowered them in a special way to interact with them. Now, I've led uh, a ton of people to Christ in my life. I do not have the gift of evangelism. What I have is the discipline mm-hmm. of evangelism. So the Bible also says that we're to do the work of an evangelist. Mm-hmm. So what is that work? That work is prayer. That work is caring about your eternal soul. And that work is the communication of God's love, right? But the whole communication. So not just God loves you, feel better. God loves you. He died for you. The reason he did the, did that is because you needed him to do that, mm-hmm. right? So... So I look, a guy like me, and, and honestly, most people, I'm like, just do the work. And so, like here at Grace, we, that's why I came up with years ago this Pray for Your Three. Mm-hmm. And like the, the person who causes somebody to be, the person who actually leads somebody to Christ is the Holy Spirit. Right. Not me. Yep. Right, I, I, my, I'm used by the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit within me to vocalize that. But the Bible says it's the Spirit who draws us in His kindness to Christ. So, so prayer, I don't mean that like in a cliche way. So what I say is, pray for three people in your life that you love every day by name, that God will give you a no-brainer moment. Uh, that they will ask you, because the, the apostle talks about that they will ask you, always be prepared to give a reason for the, when asked, to give a reason for the hope that's within you. So I'm going to ask for a no-brainer, no-brainer moment that God will bring them to a point where they ask me for the reason for the hope that's within me. And when you love someone and you love them sacrificially and you love them like in truth and you love them consistently over time and you're praying for them every day, God will answer that prayer, mm-hmm. and he'll answer that prayer again and again and again. Now, the other day when I was on an airplane and a guy wanted to talk to me for an hour and a half, I'm going to do the work. I, my, the work on the airplane for me is, uh, hey, how are you? Good. Coming or going? That's what I always ask. Coming or going? Uh, in this case, he was going. All right. Uh, going to Miami. Oh, what's in Miami? I just started a conversation with the person, and then they wanted to talk. A lot of people are like, good, headphones on. They don't want to talk. Mm-hmm. Like, done. We started talking about the Lord. The lady from the seat behind us piped in. <laughs> we had a little <laughs> Bible study going on the airplane. One out of 25 times on an airplane, something like that happens to me. Yep. Right? I'm going to check every time. Yep. 
right? Because I'm just, I got gotcha. you. Right. <laughs> yeah, you're stuck I'm, next to me. I'm going to be very, very uh, dialed in to my neighbor, mm-hmm. to my friend, to people I have met, however, that I love. Yep. And I'm going to be very concerned about their souls in those ways. Yeah, the concern, um, the fact that that person probably doesn't even know that God loves them, um, the fact that you have um, the eternal solution to what they would know their own ills to be, um, that sounds like a fun conversation to have. Yeah. As opposed to, I think many of us start by thinking, I have to go tell this person they're wrong or in the wrong. Ugh. I'm not sure I want to have that conversation. Yeah. Well, don't start there. And pray about it. Oh my this gosh, is yes. this is even a, a parenting tip. <laughs> um, I've learned because I'm a, a a pretty uh, quick thinking person. Mm-hmm. And so when I have an answer in my brain, I want to deal with it right now. And and it, it's a terrible way to have a marriage. And it's a terrible way to be a father. <laughs> and so I've asked the Lord. I'm like, Lord, will you help me? Like, if I have a concern about one of our children, um, I've asked the Lord, Lord, will you give me a moment? You know, and Heidi and I will even talk, and, and we'll say, you know, we have this concern, and we'll we'll talk and we'll pray. Like, Lord, give us the right moment. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing when you wait on the Lord how in that moment the person is ready to talk, open to what you have to say and interacting with you. Now, here's the rest of it. Ready? And you also have to discern when that moment is closed. Mm. Yep. Right? So when they're done, they're done. And the Lord created that moment, and then he, but that's the Holy Spirit's job. My job as a Christ follower is not to convict you of your sin. Right. Uh, my job is not to make you accept Jesus. Yep. I'm being used by the Holy Spirit in those moments, and he creates those things so we can engage him. My job is not to be callous to that. Yep. I love uh, one of our top values here at Grace Church is to make Jesus make sense. And um, in so many ways, in that moment, in the conversation they're willing to have with you, that's all you're trying to do. Yep. If, if, if I can only get so far as to at least getting the words out of my mouth that God loves you, and that's as far as they're willing to take it, at least they've heard that. Or maybe they've engaged that concept fully and you're like, you know what, I need to go. I've never thought of God that way. Let me take a couple nights of sleep on this. Like, okay, you don't have to get the rest of Romans out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, like, that's right. It's like let them ruminate on the thing that God is doing in their heart and mind at that yeah. moment. You know, my, my old man taught me a lesson um, when he was alive. You know, he and my mom lived with us, and uh, i never forget one time I was out working in a yard, and he, he came out. He was, he'd often come out and talk with me or help me, and, um, and he said to me, uh, he taught me this lesson. He, he looked at me. He said, hey, he said, can I ask you something? I was like, well, sure, Pop. And he goes, can I say something to you about the kids? Hmm. Yeah. This is what I observe about the children, and it worries me. And I felt like I needed to say that to you. And he he was done. I'm like, well, thanks, Pop. But I I found like him asking me was very disarming. Mm -hmm. And I was like, fascinating. And so, like, 
I have a friend I've known forever, but I've never shared about Christ, and now I feel convicted to do that. Ask them, can I talk to you about my faith? And, and a true friend will be like, yeah, I guess. I mean, <laughs> you know, and, and, don't, and don't download the book of Romans, but don't not have that conversation. That's all I'm mm-hmm. saying. That's the work of an evangelist. There's no room for being passive with this. Yep. The way um, that you've talked before about, like, you're really sharing your life and your story. Right. It's right. not the bullet-pointed, printed-out thing. Now, obviously, if they're asking, so so how does this work? You say it's the gospel. What did Jesus do? Well, yeah. now you can start walking through some specifics. Right. But you're not teaching a class. You're sharing your heart that's been transformed by Christ with someone that you love. Or a sales gimmick. Right, yeah. You, I'm yeah. not teaching a sales gimmick. Right, exactly. You know, we're not yeah. we're not showing up to get you to to buy insurance and and I don't mean that offensively to all you insurance salesmen out there, you know, but it's a it's a that's not what we're doing. Yep. It's heart to heart, life yeah. to life. So good. So if you're asking the question, are we really supposed to evangelize? And if that rubs you the wrong way, it's probably not the way that you thought. But hopefully after this conversation, you're realizing there's a place for you in it. As a follower of Christ, he calls you to it, to love those that are in your life and join in with the work of the Holy Spirit to see them come to life. Well, if you would like to submit questions to our podcast, you can do so at bath.gracechurches.org slash mixed messages. Or if we can help you take any unique next steps, or if you need resources even on how to be more involved with evangelism and share your story, we'd love to help you do that. Be sure to subscribe, follow us, send us a direct message. We'd love to interact with you and help you in any way. And of course, you can always join us here on the weekend. If you're in town, you can do it here in person, or you can always do it online as well. Well, thanks for jumping in with us today as we continue to seek God's voice through all of these mixed messages around us. We'll see you next week.